Welcome to the Focus Forward Business Podcast from SturdyMcKee.com. Thank you for joining us. My guest this week is Jennifer Adams Bunkers. She is the founder of True Kid and mother of six. She also coaches teams, volunteers at school, and will be sharing some of how she manages her time. Jennifer leads by example, whether she's at work, whether she's an EO, or whether she's raising her six children. She tells about her journey, where she goes from a big company working 80 hours a week and moved because of her first child and wanting to spend more time with her, how she went to work for an entrepreneur, and how that opened her eyes to the idea and the fact that she could also do this. She ended up getting fired, you'll have to listen to see why, and ultimately started a business where she licensed someone else's product idea and made those products. She then moved into a consultancy, and finally, in her latest venture, is the founder of True Kid that makes skincare products for children. Jennifer talks about why she markets to kids in their own language and also about support and accountability groups and acknowledging the things that we've accomplished over the past year, how looking back can help us appreciate how far we've come. Finally, we talk about how we're all making the same mistakes and the potential to learn from those and from each other. I hope you enjoy this episode and find it useful. Great. So I'm here with uh, Jennifer Adams Bunkers, the founder and CEO of True Kid, and uh, a friend of mine as well. But I want to just thank you, Jennifer, for being here. Oh, hi, Sturdy. Thanks for having me. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited that you're here. Um, so can we just kick off by you maybe telling us how long, telling me how long you've been an entrepreneur? I've been an entrepreneur for 23 years. It seems wow, like okay. forever, and I can I can do the math because my <laughs> oldest is 24. <laughs> so I can and I started when she was 18 months old, about. Cool. Okay. So how how did that all start? How did your, you know, how did your journey as an entrepreneur begin? Well, you know, I um I worked for a really big engineering firm in marketing, and I I began pregnant with my first child a thousand years ago, and I I was working 80 hours a week. I'm like I should probably do something different. So I applied for this job for with a small toy company and I got the job some by some chance. And I worked for this really interesting entrepreneur and it was my first experience working with someone who was an entrepreneur, not a big corporation. And it, um, it just really spoke to me and it, it made me realize that I could also do this too. So that was my, it was just an exposure thing. And then um, I worked for him a couple of years and then it, um, he fired me because I called him a bastard. I guess that was not the right thing to say. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and uh, that day, I started my own company. That's how it began, all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> I have not heard that before, but that's awesome. Um, Although you're not that shocked by that whole thing. Not, not terribly, but I also I know, probably know better than to ask why. So um, we'll just keep rolling with that. <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about your first business and what what you started doing. So it was a, it was a, a, it was a little toy company, and um, I found this gal on Fishman's Fourth more for making these handmade um, ocarinas, which they're animal shaped flutes, and I thought they were just really beautiful. And she um, she I, I made I had a, an agreement with her. I said, "Can I mass produce these flutes? I'll pay you a royalty." And I'll sell them. She said that was great. I think she might have been 80 years old at the time, this woman. I think her name might have been Eleanor. 
And so it was my first product. I thought it was really beautiful and unique. And so um, because I already had worked in the toy business, I had a network of salespeople from the company I'd worked for. And it was different than the product I was making. Um, I started selling them to all the retail stores. And I had sales reps across the country already sort of lined up. And um, that, that's sort of how I began all those years ago in the toy space. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, and you had another business after that where you made packaging? and. Yeah, so I did the toy company for a while. And then there was a time, and I don't remember the year, where like 4,000 toy stores went out of business. And I thought, see, the writing's on the wall here. So I sold the business um, to the toy company. And then I started consulting. So I started helping U.S. companies start to manufacture goods in Asia. That's where I was making my product. And I was just very good at making things. And I thought, you know what, this is a little safer, a little more secure, and started just helping other people manufacture products. And that was for a super long time. And then after a while, I realized that I wanted to get back into making my own brand again because a consultancy, in my mind, didn't really have any intrinsic value other than me and maybe the staff I've trained. So I wanted to have a brand I could develop into something worthwhile and more valuable. And so um, about um, 10 years ago, I was pregnant with uh, my sixth child, and I started developing a skincare line because I wanted to create a brand that had value. Um, but also that was good for kids, and it was I wanted to create a company that I could include my family in a little bit more than the, consul- the consultancy. So I started that 10 years ago. Oh, sorry. Will you tell us a little bit more about how and why you started True Kid? Uh, it's interesting, and you know the story is actually that you know it's pretty well how I remember it. My uh, let's see, my let's see. So if my little guy was just being born, that the next one was I think eight or six. She was six, um, and she was using my skincare product, and it was stinging her face. And uh, it dawned on me right mm. then that possibly my skincare product wasn't suitable for young kids' skin because I was trying to get rid of wrinkles and deal with whatever other skin issues I had. And I started doing research and recognized that, indeed, my skincare product is not at all healthy for my kids' skin. And started um, creating, you know, starting to do some research and I went to a couple trade shows and started talking to some manufacturers um, and started creating a brand. And what was interesting back then, too, I started understanding the difference in ingredients. So uh, all all the products out there are mostly chemical-made, right? And then I started learning how really dangerous all these chemicals were in our kids' skincare, and that's where learning about naturally derived products, which are um, gentler on our kids' skin and safer for them. And I, I wasn't in the mind to make a natural company, but as I was doing my research, I recognized that this is the path I wanted to take, natural product for my kids that was safe and gentle for them, but also marketed towards them. And uh, even though I know kids don't spend their own money, I do know, with having six kids, that they will use it if they like it. And so I created a, a product line that was created just for kids in their bathroom, not mom's bathroom. So it's designed for kids in mind, kind of like how I used to design toys. So we named the product with words that kids, you know, were in their language, silly, funny, happy, like silly shampoo, cool conditioner, happy face and body lotion. And then we created these little icons that were a little stick drawing. So kids who are uh, non-readers or early readers could identify the products used, like for their hair or for their feet or for their body or their face whatever it was, to create just a comprehensive line that kids could, you know, use by themselves in their bathroom. And the reason um, I wanted to do that, because I'm a big believer in teaching children independence, 
yes, I have six kids and people just assume I teach independence because I have so many kids. But no, it's, it's actually very mindful and intentional because I want them to learn to be independent because I think that that's how they can take care of themselves in the future. And we can start simply as just learning to use skincare products um, on their own. Like I can do it myself kind of a thing. And that's how it all began. Oh, I love it. So you've mentioned a couple of times. I was going to save that for later. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, in addition to being a, a kick-ass entrepreneur, I mean, one of the f- things I find remarkable about you is that you are a mother of six kids and you're a great mother. You know, I've seen you in action and respect how you interact with your kids and, and what you do. Um, can you share a little bit about how you have managed to, you know, you ran a business, you started another business, also took on the presidency of EO San Francisco and all this while being a mom to six kids? Well, it goes back to the independent thing. If you can, you know, I've been teaching my kids to, you know, care for each other. And, and I, it's not that I don't mother them because I obviously really do. But I can't do it all, so I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty flexible, right? So often my house is not very close, by the way, um, because it's just not a priority, you know, taking care of the kids and running the business. It's, I do what I love, and so I get rid of the things that I don't love, whatever that happens to be. Um, and I'm pretty organized. Like, I'm really, I'm really very, very efficient. I don't typically spin my wheels very much. So when I'm here at work, I really get my work done. And then if, you know, I plan to go on a few kids' field trip or volunteer in their school or coach a team, you know, I plan it into my day. And then, you know, my kids come here when they're in half days or if they're sick, they come to my office. We just make it all work. And I make time for the things that are really important, like things with my kids and things with my business. And when I was mm-hmm. the president of EO, I did that to nurture my entrepreneur self. Um, being surrounded by entrepreneurs is how I'm going to be a better leader. And ultimately, if I, if, as I'm a better leader, I also become a better parent. So I just I make the time for these things because I think it's really important for my own personal development and for my kids because they can see I'm taking time to he- make myself healthy. Then they'll then I help them take the time to learn how for them to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. No, that's great. Thank you for that. And uh, I mean, you have been engaged in in entrepreneurs' organization in San Francisco for quite some time and including being the president a couple of years ago, what are a couple of your favorite lessons from that experience that you've been able to apply to business, to family, to all the rest? Well, what's so great about an, an EO, being an EO member, is it's not just about being the entrepreneur. It's about the whole entrepreneur, the whole person, like me as a mom, me as a business owner, me as the entrepreneur. And um, EO really helps nurture sort of all those sides because I don't, you know, this whole notion of balance, right? Like work-life balance, it's it's the choice I've made to be an entrepreneur, not my whole life balance. And so being an entrepreneur is including my kids in that in that journey. Um, being surrounded with entrepreneurs has helped me really um, listen to other people's styles and point of view. Although I think I'm a pretty good listener, all entrepreneurs are really different than all not going to be like me. And I really love to listen to how they approach parenting or how they approach running their businesses because um, it often is different than mine. And I, I, I get, whenever I go to an EO meeting or an EO event, I learn some nugget that helps me in some part of my life because everyone, they're all doing the same thing that I'm doing. And I find it really, really interesting. And I'm trying to not be, I try to really hard not to be narrow-minded with how I approach anything. And the more I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs, the broader my mindset gets and the sort of better life I'm able to leave and better leader I'm able to be for my company. Cool. And you've uh, 
you've also, I know, been an, an advocate of uh, accountability groups and, and working with other people to kind of make sure you stay on track and maintain focus and stuff. Is there anything, I mean, how did you come to that decision and, and create those even for yourselves when, for yourself when you have? Well, it's funny you should because you were in my accountability group, so you know exactly. Um, I wanted to create a small group where um, it was very intimate and, like, I know what your personal goals are I want, and I want you to know what my personal goals are. Even though I'm really efficient, I do get lost in the day-to-day sometimes. And, I, you know, having measurable goals, even if they're really simple ones, and, and, um, and writing them down and checking back every week is a is a – a really clear way to stay on track and it is just really easy to get lost and I look at accountability as having a coach right even though I'm not paying you to be my coach but we're all in it together to be successful in whatever path we're choosing to be and having you hold my feet to the fire like you said you're going to go talk to three different banks this week talk about a line of credit did you do it and I'm like oh no I didn't quite get to it you're like well is, is it a goal or is it not a goal and it just helps it helps with focus because it is really easy to make other things a priority that are easier to do. And um, I love accountability groups just for that very fact. Even if, okay, I have 10 goals, I only get to five. You know, would I have been as successful getting to the five without the group? I'm not sure. It's just, it's just having the coach. I just really love having someone else to share the burden with me. And maybe that's it. Maybe someone else to share the burden of my goals and just having a conversation about it. Well, and there's reciprocity in that, too, because you're doing the same thing for the other members of the group. And I really love going back and um, look at the Google Doc at the end of the year, and it's remarkable to see how many things I achieved. And without documenting it, you really forget where you've come, where you've come. It really is easy to forget the day-to-day. And that's the other thing I love about it is like, oh, wait, I did all those things. Okay, I missed a couple here and there. But for the most part, it was really successful. You know, and checking off the list, there's something that there's a huge satisfaction with checking off like the to-do list. And the goals are sort of my way to do that. And the Google Doc you're referring to is a, a place for all the members of the accountability group to track their goals and to share with each other. Yeah, then I can see what, you know, what Mike's up to, what Jim's up to, and, and, you know, I can see that they're not tracking with their goals. I can check in with them, like what's changed about their goal set, and they can check in with me. It's just, it's just a nice, it's a nice way to have everything written down and an easy way to check. Cool. I'm going to take a second. There's a helicopter flying over me. (laughs) We'll we'll make a note to edit this out of the recording. A helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so for for business owners out there who are feeling alone or even isolated, is there any advice you would offer to them? Absolutely. Being an entrepreneur or a business owner can be really lonely. Um, you know, because they don't. You know, like I have my normal, my family friends and my school friends, whatever, and if they're not entrepreneurs. They don't understand the entrepreneur struggle, like can I meet payroll this week or should I get the bank loan or I'm out of inventory or how do I miss how do I reach that customer? They're very different conversations than going to the local baseball game and surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs, no matter what stage of business they're in, you have a common ground. And I love, you know, my any advice would be to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs. 
you know, if you if you're not big enough to join EO, join, you know, find a small circle of people and gather them together and have a meeting once a month and just, just discuss your struggles or your successes and be really willing to share your resources in a way like, you know, here's the banker that I that was super successful to so me, go talk to them. Here is my here, here's my HR manual or here's a way I'm doing my accounting. Anything, any way you can hear and share with other people, it's just going to move you further faster. I'm a big fan of being transparent and also a big fan of surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs. Well, and there's some vulnerability in that too, where you're, you know, if you're, well, so the way I think of it or how I used to think of it anyway was do I, if, I, if I'm transparent and I share, you're going to see the, you know, the bad, the ugly parts, as well as the good stuff. And, and will you, will that affect your opinion of me? Will that affect, um, you know, how you want to interact or think about or deal with, with me? And I guess one of the things I've learned is we're all dealing with all very similar, but with the same struggles um, mm-hmm. and problems and pitfalls. And, you know, I know, kind of opening the veil and sharing stuff with you and with other entrepreneurs, the thing I've gotten back is hearing from them, you know, oh, yeah, that happened to me. And this right. is how we dealt well, with it. And here's the thing, too. We're all making mistakes, and we're making we're all making big ones, and we're making small ones. And we're, we're all making them. There isn't anyone who's coming out unscathed, right? So, and if you can share – a pro- like if you can share a problem that, that if I can share a problem that I've had, maybe I can help you not make the same one. You're going to make another one different than the one I've made, but then I'm going to hear what mistake you made, and I'm going to learn from that. So, you know, what we're all we're all doing the best we can. There is no one who's perfect at it. And if you can be open to learning and listening, you know, you're just going to be a much better leader. No, that's cool. I appreciate that. Well. Thank you very, very much for uh, talking with me today. I love your insights and ideas and also your willingness to open up and share um, with this. So uh, thanks very, very much for, for doing this, Jennifer. Uh, Sturdy, thank you very much. I love talking to you, and I love talking about being an entrepreneur. And thank you for having me on your show. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening.